I'm Grace Eubank. And I'm Ryan Beck. We are married, and we think we might even love each other. So now, we're putting our marriage to the test with a podcast. We are answering all the questions that lead to love. This is Falling in Love with My Wife. And now, coming to you from the eye of Hurricane Isaiah. I believe it's Tropical Storm Isaiah. Isaiah? I think. Sure. I would have gone with Ike, but whatever. Well... Welcome back to Falling in Love with My Wife. This is episode 16. 16. Sweet 16. It's Sweet 16. And we have a lot to catch up on, Grace, because do you hear that bird? Yeah. What is going on? That sounds like a squirrel or something. Should I go check it out? Yeah, you should check it okay. out. I'll pause. And we're back. It wasn't a squirrel. It was a little bird that's hiding by the yeah. air conditioner because we're in the middle of this tropical storm, Isaiah. Not Ike. Not Ike. So this is episode 16. Like I said, we have a lot to catch up on, Grace, because we had so many wonderful emails from previous episodes. But last week, of course, was in the can because we went to visit your parents yeah. and build a spice rack mm-hmm. and get supplies to paint our our back room yeah. and do all kinds of homey projects and stuff. And so we have a lot to get to. I know. Pretty cool. And ooh, the our power. Whoa. Whoa. That's well, crazy. We record on a laptop, so the, the that's not going to affect yeah, us. Yeah, we should be fine. But yeah. Oh, man. Incredible. I don't think I've ever like lost power in New York City. No. Even during that was like a flash. the hurricane a couple of years ago. I didn't either. Um, now the sun's out. This is a really weird time to podcast. Yeah, and also, this is strange. Very uncompelling audio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Okay, anyway, it was cool because we got so many emails and I love reading the emails. Yeah, they were really sweet. I think we had uh, two topics that were just touched Uh on in the emails. We had Grand Canyon stuff because I mentioned that I wanted to go to the Grand Canyon, which I still do. I still want to go. Yes, Kira said that Grace is right. Thank you so much, Kira. (laughs) Um, And that it will probably be pretty crowded even during a pandemic. Um, But she highly recommended it. Corey on Instagram also said from one non-outdoorsy girl to another, do the cross-country trip. And that she highly recommended it. And then finally, Sarah wrote in and she did the work that we all needed to do. And she found that there is a pizza hut within seven miles of the South Rim. So there you go. I guess it's not within one mile. I guess we're going to see the southern side. It's not within one mile, but I will. I will. I think that you could will yourself to walk seven miles through the desert to a pizza hut. Well, especially for a pizza hut, which I love. Yeah. I mean, I I need the pizza hut now. The one in our neighborhood, of course, closed. So it's very devastating. I love those breadsticks so much. I also don't like catching flack for living in New York City and still wanting to eat occasionally, not all the time. Yeah. Occasionally want to eat a Domino's or a Pizza Hut pizza. Because those aren't pizza. Those are those places. It's I'm not going to go say I need a cheeseburger and go to McDonald's. I would say I want to go to McDonald's. Yeah, it's its own thing. They're separate. We're on the same page here. Yes. Totally agree. And I just want to go back real quick to those Pizza Hut breadsticks. Oh, and yeah. like I love a dine-in Pizza Hut where you just sit down. And after school, my mom and I would go to Pizza Hut sometimes. And mm. we would like talk about my day and order... Um, a basket of breadsticks and the waitress there like knew our order it was amazing we would get the cherry pepsi and a oh so good so good and now we actually this was fun remember when we did our reading list and we said if we uh-huh. read 10 <laughs> books then we'll go to pizza hut yeah um that was fun we did our own little book it challenge. yeah we did a book it challenge and then pizza hut closed so and then pizza hut closed which yeah. is pretty upsetting um, also i'm just gonna put it out there for the listeners one of my big dreams is to get one of those tiffany style hanging 
lamps, like chandelier lamps that say Pizza Hut on them. So if anybody has like a connection like to one, glass. yeah, it looks like stained glass and it says Pizza Hut. Um, I'll put one on the Instagram if I ever remember. Uh, but if I anybody has like a connection and can like hook that up, that would be awesome. Uh, really just looking for one of those. We'll anyway, find you one of those. Yeah. So we talked about Grand Canyon um, and then people also talked about um, things they dreamed of doing. Yes, I thought that this was really sweet for people to share the things that they would like to have done but haven't done yet. Yeah. Our friend Kristen wrote in, she wanted to go to culinary school to become a pastry chef. She said hindsight is twenty twenty, and if she were to go back in time, that's what she would do. Uh, she said the reason for not doing it is because, you know, like jumping out of your comfort zone is tough, and especially when you're a yeah. little bit older and it's harder to, you know, shift careers, things like that. Totally. Nah. But, holds anybody back. But I would say that a good alternative is to watch YouTube videos of people cooking. Yeah. Also, she's an excellent chef already. I don't think she would need to go to culinary school. And oh, she's yeah. made so many beautiful cakes. Like she's, it's incredible. She's really good. Great job, Kristen. You don't need no stinking culinary school. You should open a culinary school. Culinary. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then my brother wrote in. Yeah. And Josh said that he wants to build something out of Legos. Yeah. Which... It sounds like I dismiss that, but I completely support this idea of building something out of Legos. But his point, the reason he hasn't done it, because then it's just going to be in his house and he can't just get rid of it. Right. Yeah. You just have this now. And he's like, I'm not going to build something I can't tear down. Oh, yeah. It would be like devastating. But then it's like one of these things that's like, oh, God, now I have it. And it's like, do you take it apart and give it to somebody else to build? Maybe. Maybe Maybe. that's like there should be like a black market Lego exchange or something. Yeah. But then can you trust people to like put all the pieces back? Oh, my God. Yeah. Especially when there's like thousands of pieces. Thousands of pieces. That's the whole idea of like puzzle culture. I don't get into. I don't subscribe to this because you build the whole thing. You lay out the whole puzzle. You look at it for two seconds and then you just take it apart. Just look at the box top for two seconds. What are we doing here? I'm not a fan. No. It's too stressful. Um, Going along with the, you know, like career aspect of things, um, that was a common theme. Sarah had talked about maybe wanting to pursue some of her more artistic passions for a career. Um, But she had really great insights about how she worries that she might have somehow lost some of her love or enjoyment of it. And so her answer as to why she didn't pursue it is because she chose not to, which Mm -hmm. I think is a really valid, great answer. Yeah, and I that's kind that's of great. how I also felt. I was like, I didn't want that lifestyle. Right. You've talked about not wanting to be or like pursue um, auditions and doing acting yeah. and, and that side of the arts because of just how it would take all the fun out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I just, you know, I don't have any fun anymore. You don't have any fun to begin with. I have plenty so of fun. Not? I have plenty of fun. People think I'm sad sack sometimes or complainer pants, but it's like, <laughs> I just like, I like what I do and I obviously want the most out of it. But yeah. if you re- I think the real key though in creative creative lifestyle at least is like you want to create without wanting or needing anything back and that's a really hard place to get to yes just uh, yeah so um that feels like we caught up my mom um, also emailed us yeah your mom um also talked about traveling and wanting to see the vatican city yes which yes. she'll make it there yeah absolutely for sure that's a great they, one. she's my parents have gotten very good at traveling over yeah. the last few years so episode 16 means question 16, Grace. Mm-hmm. And question 16, I don't think we're going to have a trouble answering at all. What do you value most in a friendship? Ooh. That's easy. Go for it. Isn't it easy? Looks. What do you value? Looks. <laughs> no, <laughs> that didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> but I guess that's important to some level. Like you can't have your friend be really horrible looking and then try to go out to dinner and people are just like, you can't come in. 
Um, that happens to people? I'm sure it's happened at least once. Oh maybe. My, that went a really weird direction. Well, imagine if somebody like looked. I'm thinking like they have like really re- like Elephant Man. Like you're friends with the <sighs> Elephant Man. He's probably not going to go out and go to the dine-in pizza hut. It's probably well, not yeah, because all the, they're all closed. So what do I value most? Thanks for asking. What do I value most in a friendship? Um, let's see. I value empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, your friend has to care about you, but also needs to understand your emotions. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a good human quality. And then I would couple that loyalty goes in there. And I think that those two are kind of hand in hand because if you un- think about another person's yeah, uh, emotions, not, not always do you have to be um, agree with them, but I think you can be loyal within the friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being funny is great. Being kind. I would say that everybody's funny. In their own little way, you know, unless they're like sure. trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, have talked about like like someone I previously dated and I was like, why don't I like this person? You're so nice to me and you're like so attractive and all this stuff. And it was, I finally figured it out and was like, oh, you're not funny. Yeah. You think that you're kind of funny. Like he didn't even like uh, it, it was just like, yeah. I, this is why because you I've never laughed at you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to just be yourself and then you're probably funny. Right. I think that your dad's a great example of this because your dad <laughs> wouldn't say that he's a comedian. No. But your dad makes me laugh really hard because he's just himself all the time. And yeah. So he, just he is has funny. His, he is funny. He has yeah. a perspective on things. And your mom is very funny. And then the two of them together are very funny. Yeah. So and my parents are the same way. Where growing up, I didn't think that I thought my dad was funny and my mom was my mom. And I didn't think that she was all that funny because she, my dad was like over the top. He would like walk fun, goofy or whatever mm-hmm. or like occasionally like insinuate like maybe a poop joke or something. Stuff that little boys are going yeah. like to really be like, that's great. <laughs> a poop that, joke and a funny walk. Right. Funny walk, funny faces, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. We'd wrestle with my dad and wrestling with my mom. Yeah. One time I tried to hug her in the kitchen mm-hmm. and I just but I was in high school and I just didn't know my body or my strength and I grabbed my mom too too tight oh, no. I go mom and I hugged her and then we both fell to the kitchen floor <laughs> I hope she doesn't remember this but I'm sure she does but I just tried to hug her and we both fell over that's so, so funny but, you try and you do that to me in the kitchen and it's always when I'm holding a knife you're always holding a knife in the kitchen I'm sorry but I want to touch you I know but you like come up behind me and I just have to freeze I'm like I'm not going to reciprocate because I don't want to drop this knife yeah. on me or you or yeah. the dog or anybody but what that looks like from my perspective is that you shudder at my touch (laughs) so but like i what i was trying to say is like as a kid i don't think too many people think that their mom is the funny one and now i'm as i get older and i can like talk to my mom and understand her she's so quick-witted and she's really she's just really funny and i just love her attitude and the way that she like if she doesn't want to like deal with somebody she's very like she's like 25 feet tall on the phone she's Mm -hmm. so it's like if she's like doesn't want to deal with somebody on the phone it's great to listen to yeah very funny so those are the qualities i think that i value in a friendship loyalty empathy kindness i think that a good friend is somebody who is thoughtful but i wouldn't say that that's like a hard and fast like you have to be thoughtful to be a good friend because like a lot of good friends are space cases sure 
I would agree with all of those. I think one thing I really value is my friends being good listeners. And I think that is something that might be a difference between like male and female friendships too, Mm -hmm. where as a generalization, women talk about their feelings more freely with other women, whereas like men's friendships with each other tend to be like a lot more like ribbing and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say that that we are, my friends are, we're meaner to each other. But also, it's always in jest. Girls don't seem to joke in that way. Right. Like, but that's what I'm saying. It's like regularly it, hurl insults about each other's appearance or anything. And it doesn't seem like too many things are off limits until they have children. And you like have to be careful about what you say about their kids. You can't just roast their sure. kids. But, yeah. but I will. Let me say this. Maybe this is the modern man kind of situation mm-hmm. or the group texting or just whatever phase you know of, of life we're in. But I think that my male friends are incredibly forthcoming with their emotions, and we talk on about our emotions constantly. That's great. But also, we'll make fun of each other, yeah. like horrible, horrible things to say, horrible, horrible things to each other. <laughs> yeah, I think that's in good. Also, that. what I said was very much a generalization, but just yeah, something that. Yeah, but it is mostly true yeah I, mean, I would never ever dream of saying some of the things that you say to your friends to my friends no <laughs> like no. it would be uh friendship ending it'd be really bad yeah but i will say that um i do think it is true that women are li- better at listening to each other and empathizing with each other yeah Whereas i think i listen to my friends but then i say things louder than them yeah which I just did to you, and I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the things I really value is um, friends who will listen to me. And I have friends who are really good at giving advice, too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that advice is, like, just helping me figure things out for myself. I have a lot of, like, a lot of my friends I've had for a really long time. I would say most of the people who I would consider my closest friends I've been friends with for 10, 15, 20 five years mm-hmm. um that's pretty cool which is cool yeah i i want to think like who's like my longest friend and obviously i have friends from uh, like high school days and stuff but one of my longest friends is my friend billy because i met billy he was on a went to a different high school but we both played rugby right. and i met him in a parking lot uh after one of the games that we played against his school. Yeah. And then we went to college and we're on the same rugby team and then we ended up being roommates. And then like, you know, we have gone on to have a friendship that lasts, but that's one that I'm like, Oh, that's really nice because we met in an organic way. It wasn't like you just happen to be in class together. Yeah. So that's like really cool. That is cool. Well, of course my sister is like my oldest friend Mm because, uh, from day one. And then I think, you know, a lot of my friends like Carla, I've known since I was seven years old and Mm -hmm. we've been, you know, friends since mini childhood and my friend, um, my other friend Meg and Meredith. I've known Meredith since she was like a baby. Let me ask you this, Grace. Do you feel that intelligence is important in friendship? Do you have any dumb friends that are just no, real dumb? No, I don't have any dumb friends. I No, I don't have any dumb friends. I think I, <laughs> that's be it's horrible. Well, they're not going to know who we're talking about if you do. I don't think I, I have, have any dumb, dumb friends either. Friend. Just, I have a I'm lot of kidding. friends who are smarter than me. And I'm wondering, yeah, me too. am I dumb? But then would they have dumb friends? Well, there's also like varying, de- uh, not just varying degrees of intelligence, but um, areas of intelligence where... Um, certain people are more book smart or, mm. you know, left brain, right brain mm-hmm. or, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know. I was like, well, should we add intelligence to our list of good friendship qualities? Is it a requirement or is it just a bonus? Um, I don't even know if it's necessarily a bonus. I don't know. I I don't think it's as I important. Think to, to some me. degree, you gotta have a bonus. I don't want to have. I'm not. I don't think I'm friends with anybody running around without a mask spitting on people. Oh well, sure, but I think that's less about intelligence and more about um, lack of empathy. Yes, exactly. Sure. Which is a requirement already on our list. Right. Exactly. Now here's a question. So since I have a lot of friends who I have known forever and ever, when I meet new people who then become friends with like at a later age Mm -hmm. i think about like would i be friends with this person like had i met them at seven yeah things like that um and some of them it's like yes absolutely and others are like no no way like sarah who wrote in absolutely yeah sarah and i talk about how we we met when we were in our 20s but we talk we refer to each other as our fourth grade friend because like we would have been best friends in fourth grade Mm -hmm. and like we had all the same interests and whenever we talk about like our past as like children it almost feels like it's a shared experience even though we didn't know each other and then ellen probably wouldn't have been friends with her one she was a couple of years older than me and she was way she stood cooler in your wedding. she stood in my wedding yeah. like but she's way cooler than me she is very cool yeah ellen has great taste yeah she's and way cooler and i was hip. like she's she's very smart I was like involved in like activities and like she didn't do activities. No, Ellen probably wore all black and like through yeah. most of her life. Yeah. And, she uh, would not have wanted to do have anything to do with me. Yeah. And I just wore her down into friendship. Yeah, um, that is sweet. I like that. Yeah. A lot of times you've asked me if we would be friends when we were kids and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I truly have no idea. That's one I, I'm not sure. I probably wouldn't have talked to you. I probably would have just been nice to you in class and then gone home. Yeah, I think we would have... That's my relationship with most people. I don't think we would have like been not getting along, but I don't think we would have been like super connection either. Probably not, unless I it was the one time I did the play, but then you'd but be then upset I that I... I would be furious that you quit. I quit the play to do sports. For sports, ugh. Yeah, I know. Bad, bad stuff. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Grace. Is there a friendship that sticks out in your mind as a wonderful friendship that you want to discuss? I'll go first, for instance. Yeah, go ahead. So one friendship that I'm so fortunate that I had was when I first moved to New York City, I lived with uh, this woman named Hope. Yeah. She was 75 years old and I was about to turn 21 and I moved into her uh, spare room Mm -hmm. and it was like a great living situation. Basically, the rent was a little bit lower to where I could actually afford it so I could go intern at the Daily Show at the time when I moved to New York to do that. It was great to not only have a place to live, but also she was so cool and so kind and had been in that apartment since the 50s and had so many interesting stories and like... There was also an aspect to our relationship where it's like I needed to take care of the cat. I needed to pick up her prescriptions because she couldn't get up and down the steps. It was only on the second floor of this building. But she had like a bone disease that was kind of like this mysterious thing where she couldn't really grip things and Mm -hmm. use her hands and had trouble getting around. And um, later after I left, it turned out that she had had cancer the entire time that I lived with her, which was a, a, a major bummer, especially because part of my thing was like, uh, I needed to buy her cigarettes. Yeah. So, she's like, that's what I wanted. You need to go down and get me these. Like, okay, but also, uh, you should be forgiving of yourself because yeah, at that yeah. point, you know. I don't think I killed you her. You weren't buying her cigarettes for 50 years. And she no. was a grown woman. 
No, but like, you know, it would have been nice for me to have had maybe like a little bit more perception of what like, hey, maybe you should go to the doctor again. Mm -hmm. I get this specific thing checked out or whatever. But we would do crossword puzzles and we would watch uh, the Mets and MSNBC and all this stuff that she liked. And we watched The Daily Show, too, which was really fun for the one time that I was on the show. It was really fun to watch that with her. But it was just such a nice friendship that developed because it was like this thing that I would never guessed is that at a tw- at 21 years old that my closest friend uh, for six, seven months, I call her even after I, I uh, left her apartment, would be a 75 and then turned 76 year old woman Yeah. Um, in New York. It was very interesting. But she was so cool and she was so kind and like we just developed this nice friendship where she would look out for me in the ways that she could and I would look out uh, for her in the ways that I could and there was just she was so uh, she was so funny and uh, it was just great that's wonderful yeah and that's something that I really really value and like the way that she was in her friendship yeah yeah that's really lovely so that's basically what I wanted to ask you about do you have any like friendships that are like really peculiar that you that stick out to you in your mind I don't know if I I definitely don't have anything like yours mm-hmm. uh most of my friends they you know like come about in the normal avenues right like similar of age and yeah everything like, like that. growing up together who was the first boy that you were friends with the first boy i was friends with when you realized that boys were different than girls right because like kindergartners and stuff i feel like you know everyone's basically we're just all kindergartners here but at some point there was like a line in the sand i feel like in elementary school where it was like boys and girls oh i don't even remember do you remember the first girl you were friends with gosh i don't know i figured you would and then i wouldn't have to answer this question i, I think the first girl that i was friends with was this girl named jesse because our moms worked together and so we would go to like to their house and whatever and they had like an above ground pool and then they also had like the cool computer games that we didn't Mm. have so we could just you know horse around and play computer games and stuff and that was fun cool but then we didn't talk to each other for like all of middle school and then in high school it was just like a hello yeah Mm -hmm. how interesting i don't remember there's so many friendships that you get when because your parents are your parents get along and as a yeah, kid too. Yeah, that's true. And then also for parents, they have to just be friends with whoever their kids yeah. are friends with those parents. Yeah. Which is probably horrible. I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that. I told you how hor- horrible it was when it, you like, uh, I, this is back when like your friends were just dating people uh-huh. or, you know, and I get tagged along because I'm your boyfriend and then right. I have to meet the boyfriend of some friend of yours. And depending on what like degree of friend you were with this person, you just keep meeting these random men. And then all of a sudden we're in a room together and we're like, yeah, so you're also a guy. That's <laughs> cool. You know, and we yeah. just stare at each other. Do you have a PlayStation? You know, <laughs> it's just like there's nothing to talk about. We're just like, yeah, I'm with her and, and they're talking talking right but that probably happens to you too oh for sure the comedy scene yeah but i i this probably isn't true but i do feel like uh an outlier where a lot of um comedians date other comedians and so i'm usually they usually can all talk to each other Mm -hmm. and so i don't always feel like i can definitely true and probably a really big bummer yeah but also like you have lovely friends who i am comfortable talking to but when it's like people i don't know and they find out i'm not a comedian sometimes they're like okay i'm not sure what to talk about yeah and ultimately the conversation always turns back to comedy and doing comedy and things about comedy because that's just how my friends in particular like are completely consumed with this it just affects their day-to-day lives 
makes sense. Yeah. And but I think that's kind of just also just like how conversations go. When people already have like a common thing, it's gonna end up back to that. So when you go out with, if you went out with my work friends or friends I've made through work, like it'll eventually end up being Talk going about back. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or people we mutually know or blah blah blah. Totally. So let's look at our master list. What it makes a good friend. We have empathy, loyalty, good listener, maybe intelligence. What else is on there? Uh, um, Kindness. Yeah. I can't think of a list. We just kind of, I don't think we really like came I'm up just with trying to come points. up with a list sure. because then I want to see if anybody wants us to add an adjective mm. to our master list of friendship. I'm sure we're overlooking some enormous sector of friendship that we should. Yeah. I think one thing that we didn't mention that I think is important or at least that I've noticed in my friendships is that a lot of the times I don't see someone for a long time or maybe haven't even talked to them for a long time and we could just pick it up mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. So there's like a level of comfort. Yeah. Or what is that? What is that when that happens? When you're just, I guess it's comfort. Yeah. Well, I think there's, that might be like when you don't have to be talking the whole time when you're together. I think that's a comfort thing where you can just kind of like do your own thing. Yeah. And not the, but the, the picking up, where you left off is like, oh, I know you at your core and not just recent shared experiences. Right. Yeah. I like when you see a friend that you haven't seen in a couple of years and then uh, you go, what's new? And you go, oh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, I don't know if that's just how conversations go or if it's actually sad that it always feels like nothing's new. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's I wrote my friend an email. I haven't talked to him in, in a couple of years and. I wrote him an email like I was just thinking about him. Can we hear the dog snoring? Um, <laughs> just woke her but up. I wrote, wrote him an email and I go, uh, here's uh, here's what's new. And it was like just a sentence. It was like, I got married and um, I had this job. And now I don't I have this job. And that was like pretty much. Yeah, I just summed it up. I summed mm -hmm. up the last few years of like the most major events was like marriage, two different jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like okay well i guess that's enough or whatever yeah but it just makes you it makes me think at least of like how you measure your life because it always feels like not too much has changed but then at all uh, at some point we're going to be old what if uh somebody i hadn't seen in years since i was like a kid and now i'm an old man and they're like what's new and i'm like ah nothing much you yeah. know I'd be like, oh <laughs> devastated i'd be devastated yeah that's all that's what i was thinking about that's cute grace we're about at the end of the podcast mm -hmm. so it's time to air the grievances oh okay what? I don't know if I have a grievance. Actually, I have a grievance right now, and it's because you are sitting directly in front of this very bright light, and it is giving me a headache. So where, should I move my head or yeah, what? Yeah, turn off the light, please. Okay, hold on. I will. Okay, so we're back. I turned off the light. Thank you. Is this you. better? This is so much better. Great. Well, I'm glad that we could just have that grievance and then fix that right away with just pausing yeah. the audio track for a minute. But you also had an issue with how I was painting the back room when we painted that back oh. room do you want to care to elaborate yeah you just were not very good at it and it turns out i'm awesome at it you it are turns out good. i'm really good at you're painting. really good at being a house painter yeah that style of painting yeah uh you were not for some reason you were very afraid that we were going to run out of paint which we clearly were not hyper aware hyper and aware of how much so paint you were you like had. barely putting any paint on and then just like making it so streaky and then i just had to go over and redo your stuff yeah that was what happened yeah there was that and then there was also the hubris of which uh i didn't know how hard it was to paint a room mm -hmm. you got i moved all the stuff out alone Yes, and which then, I appreciate very much. Yeah, but like you weren't going to be any of any help in that regard anyway. Yeah, probably not. Because you're too short. You're just too short. That's we needed to move the bookshelf and you're like, 
I was like, can you carry that side? And she's, and you're like, you yeah. were like, you need to grab it up here. But when, you know, like you wanted me to grab it from the top, but grabbing it from the top is your shoulders. It right. was my shoulder. So I didn't have anywhere to lift from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. So you moved it out by yourself. I moved it out by myself. And I was just like, it, it was just so much harder to paint a room than I thought. My whole body hurt. There's a lot yeah, of we weird movements. Mm-hmm. My legs hurt for whatever reason. But I was really good and you I was proud really of myself. You're, you're very good at painting a room. So my so grievance consistent. is mostly that you're just short and you can't help me move heavy objects. Yeah. But that's like kind of unfair. What are you going to do? Yeah. So that's it. I feel like we did our podcast. That's our. So I, oh, here's what I want to ask. I want to ask the listeners. If you have like a great friend in your life that you want to write us a little note about, we'll shout them out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have anything like an adjective that you just think we overlooked, maybe something, I don't know what it could be, but we'll we'll add that to our big list of what makes a good friend. Yeah. Too. I feel like I, I have so many wonderful friends. I wish I could shout them all out right now, but. No, um, it's too long. It's too long. But if they're hearing this, they know who they are. Yeah. That's great. I feel like we did it. I think we did. Great. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash Grace Ryan podcast or email us at Grace Ryan podcast at gmail.com. Okay. That's enough. I love you. Love you too. Bye.